Huh? I've talked. I've spoken to one in Belarus. Oh god. one in Germany. Oh, god, uh, of course, Sweden. The one in Belarus is funny because she asked me if I knew Andrew Tate. I was just like, "This is a trap. Yeah. This is a fucking trap." When I know it. You say who? Yeah, I just said who. Who's? Oh, I know of him, but I don't know what he's about. I have no idea. I just played it off because I was like, "You asked me about Andrew Tate. Very cool. The fuck did you think you are asking me about Andrew Tate? I know what you're trying to do." Have you heard about the Hakimi divorce situation? I think it's very, very funny. What do you know about it? What I know is that he former named his own greedy ex-wife because he willed all of his money into his mum. So when she went to sue him, he basically, just to clarify, when she went to sue him, he's got, he's penniless, right? <laughs> yeah. That's smart. That's smart. Do you know what as well? I think, I wonder if prenuptial agreements are genuinely like, I wonder if they're haram or if there's like no Islamic version of it. I don't believe there is, no. Because, I don't believe there is. Because fam, if I was rich, if I'm getting married to anyone, I'm getting a prenup because you are not going to fuck me from my money. It's just not worth the headache. And the fact of the matter is, if you're a woman and you're like, don't you trust me? The answer is no. <laughs> no, exactly. It's a bad deal. It is a bad deal. It's a bad deal. But if you really love someone and you're not in it for the money, you're going to sign that prenup. Because if you've got any apprehension about it, it just says to me, you're really, you're, you're, you're hoping that if things go wrong, you'll still get some of my money. Like, no, you ain't getting shit. And you know what's even funnier? So. Because he has nothing officially, yeah. and she has a fuckload of money, he's entitled to half of her assets. Which is very funny. He's <laughs> the greatest in the reverse I've seen. I mean, I imagine her lawyers will fight it, because you know what lawyers are hired to do. They're hired to like dig through all the loophole. But I think it is very funny, and it's a good example of someone who's wealthy but wise. Or just a mummy's boy. Well, I mean, he probably does love his mum to bits. I mean, that kind of culture is obviously a big emphasis on your parents. I yeah. presume either his dad, maybe he's died or he's just not in his life. But that's good for him, fam. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, he's, a, he's a hero to all married men. That's very funny. A hero. And you can tell, just looking at her, she's definitely a gold digger. She really thought... How old was she and how old is he? I think she was considerably older than him. I think when they met, he was 18 in the Real Madrid team or youth and she may have been she might have been in her maybe late 20s or something yeah she's definitely older than him she looks older than him and she's a model so she's been making money for yeah she's got money time. that's what I don't get as well that's what makes me laugh about rich people marrying other rich people they have money 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 and they still do this all, all this like court nonsense I, yeah marriage just scares me because half assets gone like this yeah. is alimony's uh, pain well, alimony's for children what's the there is, um, there is no, like, as far as I understand it, I don't pay my ex-wife anything if she divorces me and vice versa. It's just you split the assets 50-50 and you go. You pay child support, or alimony as they call it in America. Oh, yeah, yeah that's certainly, yeah. And I think that's even if you're not married and you just split up. So child support. Yeah, basically, which I think makes sense, but at the same time... Yeah, marriage is, is one of those things where I, I, I want to get married, but at the same time, it's just not a financially responsible thing to do. Oh, I don't want to get married. Before I used to be like, oh, I don't earn shit, I don't care. Now, I, I care. <laughs> I care a bit more now. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I remember uh, reading a study once that uh, high, work, high net worth individuals generally tend to be single either a lot longer than, like, regular citizens or they just don't get married or have a relationship because they either 
don't have the need to because they can fill the void with like material things or they just don't have the time. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be married to someone like, um, uh, what's his name, Jeff Bezos. Because if I was his wife, I could never see him. We'd never have time to spend time. Yeah, it's Amazon, 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 Amazon. Yeah, fam, I don't think people realise. You know, I, I know people have mixed opinions on uh, Jeff Bezos, but you know that brother used to sleep in his office. His off- it, yeah. Amazon in like 1999 was a single office cubicle. Yeah, it was a whole company. Books, fam, the brother slept in his office. Just like Elon Musk, he slept on the floor in Tesla's yeah. in Tesla. I think he was. Uh, he, you know, he owned PayPal. I had no idea. Yeah, he sold PayPal. He owned. He made PayPal. He founded it with a friend of his. Oh. That's where his money came from. <laughs> That's and nice. obviously now he just sends rockets that explode. And make shotguns and flamethrowers and all. Very. Um, yeah, fam, marriage is one of those things where. I, 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 why should I? I don't. Do I? Why do I have to go for a ceremony to declare my love to someone? Yeah, well, it's a thing. It's an, it's an old tradition. Mm. So it's based on old values and people that aren't around anymore. Yeah, uh, but this is the thing. Tradition and culture is interesting because it's something that carries through the ages. It's the same with religion. Like, it, it's very difficult to force a culture or a, or a tradition to die out because there's so many people that practice something that it would be very difficult to stop it happening. It's like, with religion, you see how Christianity went from, like, somewhere like Jerusalem to all over the world. Yeah. Because it's just the same traditions and principles that are, like, regurgitated by other people. It's the same with marriage. Well, there's an argument about the Christianity thing now. Mm-hmm. In this day and age, because people are bending it. Well, people are less religious these days, and for good reason, because they have more options to not be. And it's yeah. not as so. It's not a stigma to be like a religious or an atheist anymore. Whereas it was frowned upon, you know, saying like our grandparents' days. Yeah, it was definitely was. I couldn't imagine a Nigerian even today, though. I couldn't imagine a Nigerian in Nigeria openly stating that they don't believe in any god, because there's a big tradition and culture behind like a god. So. Yeah, but also the West is different to the rest of the world. Well, yeah, no, 100%. And that's very, the thing. very different. Well, that's the thing, excuse me. When you come from a particular culture or a particular area and you're exposed to another way of life, it's always going to look foreign to you, which is probably why a lot of Westerners are viewed as ignorant, especially, obviously, you know, our cousins across the pond. <laughs> America. Well, Americans are kind of stupid, though. Americans. The amount of silly things I see over there is absolutely insane. Do you know what? I, I, I The way I could sum up America is I like Americans, I don't like America. Now, Americans game, and the, the, the IQ is not high. They be shooting each other and over nothing. Listen. They have their, they're armed with guns. Yeah. And they're not smart. Their police are bad. I think it's not... Uh, but there's so many things. The thing is, what, what gets me as well, especially when it comes to a subject like America, is something like um, the gun laws. Because they vary so wildly from state to state. Like, you go to somewhere like um, Texas where it's like open open carry law. Yeah. You can just walk around with a shotgun strapped to your back. You'll still get stopped by the police and they'll ask you questions. Like, people act like it's the fucking Wild West. It's not like that. But you go somewhere like Vermont in the northeast of America, there's nothing like that at all. It's just fucking trees and rivers. And I don't know, Americans are weird, fam. They love that. The thing is, I don't look at America and think it's like a crazy gun-toting maniac country, but... It's not people, it's the police I'm scared of, because people are trained to use guns, aren't trained to use guns at all. But you know what I think the thing is, and this is just my opinion, I don't think as a general point the police in America are bad. I think it's just the times that they do their job wrong, they either do it like so wrong that someone dies, or it's like it becomes a racial thing. No, but the problem is it happens too often. Like, they're trained to a standard 
but that standard is not high enough for them to not do it so often. No, I agree with you. I definitely think... Um, I don't know... The thing is, I don't know anything about policing standards in America. I don't know if it def- if there's a baseline standard and then the standards above that are different between, say, precinct to precinct. Like, is a police officer in, say, Seattle, Washington going to be trained as to have a better temperament and a better reasoning and people skills, even though he does the same job with the same guns than, say, a police officer in Mississippi. The thing is, you'd like to believe that they're all trained to at least a standard where you say, if you can use a gun, you need to know what the right situation is, how to mm. pull a trigger, when to keep it on safe, when to keep it away, how to calm the situation down, how to talk. Yeah, well, this is the thing. But, shit. It's the same thing here, though. Yeah, but here, they're not it's giving not guns. Even about, but this is the thing, but it's not about the guns. Even here, we have shit police. No, shit police, but shit police. They'll CS spray you and they'll taser you for the stupidest of nonsense. It's not about the weaponry. It's about the the kind of people. But it still matters of the weaponry because you can get a stupid stupid person with a gun is a lot more dangerous than a stupid person without a gun. I think situation being that you can die. It is. You're right. But I think I think another problem is the fact that police are armed, but so are civilians. So I think the problem with that being a police officer in America is that you have to just assume that unless otherwise confirmed, the suspect that you're approaching is armed. Because you think about how many police officers have been killed in the line of duty because they've been shot by suspects, whether they knew they had the gun in their final moments or they were taken by surprise. And this is another thing. You have to think how big America is. America has over 300 million people and it's huge. But obviously you're not going to hear the fucking stories of good police officers because no one wants to hear about that shit. Because they're supposed to be good. If we're supposed to be good... No, it's not about that. Yeah, you're right. They should be policing and upholding the law. But you don't hear the stories of police officers doing good for the community because it doesn't sell stories. Everyone wants to hear the story about the white police officer bludgeoning a black man to death because it sells stories and it sells a narrative. But that's human nature, though. Bad news always sells. Well, no, I know. But this is why I'm saying that... It, a, a part of the reason why people don't like the police is because it just it's the media fuels the narrative they want you to have, which is police are bad. I'd hate to be a police officer in America, not least because I'm afraid I might have my life taken from me the next day I go on shift, but also just because people don't like me because I'm in a uniform. Imagine, yeah. like, imagine trying to do your job and people are actively trying to obstruct you because they just don't like you. That's stupid, fam. I get that people are very opinionated about the police, just like they are here. Yeah. But some people really take it to the next level, and it's just crazy. There are bad police officers in every country, but because America is so big and it has guns in, I think, well, yeah, every state, every of course. State, yeah. Apart from New York, I think. No, I was wrong. Apparently you can, but it's extremely tedious to get a handgun. Oh, okay. Like, okay. you have to go through a hell of a lot. If you have a handgun in New York, you have a good reason to have a handgun, unless you're a cop. All right. Um, but, yeah, I think the police get too much flack. I really do. But, like... When people hear that kind of opinion, then they would think of me as like being a, a racist or a pro police officer, but it's just not true. What, for example, like what they did to George Floyd was murder. Yeah, that was straight on. They murdered the man. He, the man pled for his life. He said he couldn't breathe. He was in handcuffs on the floor. He had no posed absolutely no fear. He had five police officers around him, and they just let him die. That side, the sound travels, and aunties above. Yeah, I, I don't know if that that was that situation. I think it was just it was murder. It was murder, but I don't know I if, if, if that was either bad training, negligent behaviour, carelessness. All three, and more. Yeah. I think the number one problem in being a police officer is temperament. Yeah, because yeah. Because you I, have the ability to be 
an abusive person and get away with it wherever you were a police officer whether i'm a police officer in england a police officer in america in france in but temperament or not they're trained to stand so if they had a bad temperament or signs of bad temperament they mm-hmm. should have picked up from before they got badged well that's a, unless correct unless there's something that we don't know about that's, that's really increasing uh, it's not that we don't know about it it's just fairly common that i think a lot of police officers are just lenient their chiefs, their sergeants are lenient to things because they just don't want the hassle from the media, from bystanders, from other police uh, precincts. That's the problem. When you have a country so big, it's so easy, ironically, is a weird thing. It's, it's, it's very difficult to police the police in such a big country. Yeah. And again, you don't hear the good stories of police officers doing their jobs. Because they're supposed it, to be doing it. Because they're yeah. supposed to be doing it, exactly. Yeah. And because no one wants to hear the good stories about the police. But... I definitely think, yeah, firearms in America are an interesting topic. But yeah. I think, I wouldn't be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a good cop and bad cop situation in each precinct, because I've heard a situation about a woman that was getting around with different police officers and was cheating on his husband. Yeah, that was funny. So, apparently, a bunch of them... Hot. Were, I'd have given her a tump, no problem. Apparently, a bunch of them were new about it and were, like, had nudes and stuff, and they were basically blackmailing a bunch of each other, and then somehow got out. But, basically, a couple guys, a couple of normal... Chiefs were in it. There was someone who was higher up that was involved. It's it's just, it was a whole shitstorm. But you know what? I'd rather that. I'd rather it be just police officers all fighting over the same woman. The woman's married. Yeah, so that's And, the, and that's her husband, husband works there as well. <laughs> that's how bad it is. It's Man, poor. This brother's filling out police reports on, on like traffic stops while his wife's being piped in the room. <laughs> you know what? The thing is as well, I think um, stories like that are just fucking funny. It's just out of the field. I, you don't expect it. Police I, officers doing that kind of... No, of course you don't. I in the workplace, no, I in the police cars. Oh. Be, being a police officer, I think, at its core, is a very taxing and demanding job. You need to be a very particular kind of person. I'll tell you another thing. It's very easy to become a police officer. Here or and there? Anywhere. And it shouldn't be. It should be a difficult and rigorous test. I've seen police officers who are fat. Unfortunately. And I asked, so I asked the two police officers that used to be stationed in Leighton Retail Park, like, how do you have overweight police officers or like just people who don't look like they're fit enough? And they're like, because... Not don't look, they're not. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the Met, he said to me, because the Met just has a really poor standard of training for physical fitness. They do like a bleep test once every two years. A bleep test. They yeah. have a two-year medical fitness checkup to check that they're still fit. Check up with me, just seeing where you are and not doing it, anything. It, but you know what? But it stems from so many different things. Poor police, poor funding to the police, not the right people on staff train. There's so many... It's such a delicate job that all it takes is one domino to fall and then everyone just becomes, like, complacent or really shit. I imagine if you went to an American police station where the police officers do their job correctly, it must be a fucking breath of fresh air. Kind, courteous, professional, hesitant to release their weapons, shit like that. In, in, in fairy tale land? No, not in fairy tale land. It exists, of course. It exists. Like I said, you don't hear about it because A, it's their job, and B, no one wants to hear the good side of Your these little things. Plan, I turned it on itself. Look what I did to this city with a few drums of gas and a couple of bullets. Hmm? You, know, you know what I noticed? Nobody panics when things go according to plan. Even if the plan is horrifying. If tomorrow I tell the press that like a gangbanger will get shot. Or a truckload of soldiers will be blowing up. 
nobody panics. Because it's all part of the plan. But when I say that one little old mare will die, well, then everyone loses their minds. Don't mind if I do. Well, I'm pretty sure if you try to find the good stuff, you'd probably eventually find, but of course you have to look for it. Well, I mean, you'll find stories of things like police officers picking up lost kids and taking them home, buying, like, poor families gas and electric because they're... Yeah, I've heard good stories. Obviously, but again, no one wants to hear that. They want to see see the little black kid getting, like, Batista bombed into (laughs) the pavement because he stole a lollipop. Someone's getting clobbered. But that's what pisses me off as well. Police in America especially are so... It's like they want to be violent. They want to pull out tasers and pepper spray on little kids and, and like, calls to disturbances. It's just like, training. I, I believe it's just lack of training or lack of proper mm-hmm. training to pick the right people. Because you're not trained to deal with high-tension situations they're just going to pull out a gun and shoot. And that's what's happened. Yeah. Well, I've, I've seen videos of police officers who've shot people for the first time and they, 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 they've just become blubbering children because it's, it's yeah. so much stress, bro. You've just killed someone. Even if, like, I'm talking about any police officer, not just a bad yeah, one. With yeah. a bad, like, I've seen a guy, he, he stopped a guy in a traffic shop, and the guy tried to shoot him with a shotgun, and he shot him in the head and killed him, and he just started crying. Yeah. And he couldn't handle it. Because, fuck, bro, you've killed someone. You're going to get away with it, because obviously it's your job. You've not committed a crime in the eyes of the law. But that's, fuck that, bro. And also, people forget the shit that police officers must see. Dead bodies... People who have been cut up by trains or fucking shot themselves. Yeah, but I think in those kinds of roles, you get desensitized very quick. So you, you do. Like nurses and doctors, they see fucked up shit on this daily end, mm, and they're true. desensitized. At the, you can say them anything. That's like I think as a nurse, I think the thing you kind of have to be right. Yeah, mm, you have to be. But you see it enough times, you just don't care anymore. Yeah, it's not the one. It still affects people. So though. I imagine it'll be the same with police officers that are actively doing it, where they've seen so much fucked up shit. That it's just. But then you say that, but then you get soldiers that have been at war for years and they still come back with PTSD. Yeah, but that's PTSD. Though. Yeah, but that's still the same thing: warfare and and dead bodies. I'm talking ones on like foreign land where you're actually supposed to be in violent situations, where ones on homeland where you're doing something for the good cause. Yeah, but PTSD can manifest in many ways. It's just commonly seen in soldiers. You can get PTSD as a police officer if you see something fucked up. All it takes is one moment to... Yeah, but that soldier, your... it's, it's their life. With police officers, maybe once every month or so. Oh, or no, because if you're a, a police officer, you could clock in one day and die. Well, yeah, that too, but you're dead, so it's not the same situation. Because no, all... I'm saying it's the same fear and the same unknowns. Like, because everyone else has guns, you're not the only one with guns. That's why the brothers here who have guns that are, like, on parliament duty and, and tactical police, they don't have to worry about it because no one else is going to back out a gun. <laughs> yeah, no. Imagine... Unless you've got airsoft guns, of course, here. Uh, yeah, but people aren't stupid here. Mm-hmm. You don't see people rocking the streets with airsoft guns and getting gunned down by police because they thought they were oh, real yeah, guns. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because our police are sensible and they know better. Well, you mean the police that have guns are police that are only called when shit's about to get hot. My yeah, my understanding was that the police that get called with guns are usually for terrorism or for people who have genuine guns. Yeah, like they've got like. But fam, ah, oh, I know you'll find this funny. You ever seen the Met Police when they do the videos where they do like drug busts and gun busts? Yeah, you see the guns they take off of people, <laughs> fucking flip lock pistols, World War Two weapons from the eighteen eighteen sixty four. This brother rocks up with flip lock pistol, like, hey, my brother, give me <laughs> thy gold. Things are. Bound to like burst. A Mac ten that's been taped up and it's yeah. got like a bullet that's just bent. Oh, it's so <laughs> tragic, fam. 
And then we get knives, like fucking samurai swords, zombie knives, machetes. We're good with knives, but then you get like a fucking pistol that's just dead. That's fun. I can outrun someone's holding a knife. I can't outrun a gun. I can't outrun a gun. No, you can outrun a brother who's got a flintlock pistol, because once he fires and misses, he's got about 20 minutes before <laughs> yeah. he loads the next round. Just pull yeah, this brother, just put the stick through. Imagine this brother running after you, like, hey, fuck, wait, fuck, <laughs> get my gunpowder, get my gunpowder. <laughs> Someone's playing a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking so stupid, man. Oh, fuck, yeah, we're going to Sweden in what? Just under, under a week? Under a week? I think we're going on Thursday. We're going on the 5th. I believe that's. Yeah, Thursday, Friday? No, no, let me check. Hey, hold on, let me check. Thursday, yeah. Jesu is alive! Chai! Chai! That boy's a bastard. Cool. What time's our flight? 1.40, right? Or something like that. It's in a, it's at a good time. Yeah, it's fine. So, I'm incorrect. So if we're flying on Friday, uh-huh. and the flight is at... 1.15? Something like that? Oh, I think it was pushed forward by 10 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. It was changed, oh, but yeah. We'll figure out. But it's in the afternoon, so it's a good time. Nice. And we're going to meet at Canary Wharf and get Elizabeth flying straight over there. Yeah, it's so easy. I was looking at it the other day. I was like, right, it's literally just boop, boop. Whereas before the Elizabeth line, what was it? it was you like, had to go to Green Park and get the Piccadilly line. And then you had to change, there. right? Or no, no, Green Park and Piccadilly line. But from here to there is a bit... Mad. Yeah, Green Park is what? From mine, it's not that long, but to get from Green Park to Heathrow is 45 minutes. Fuck that. How long is it to get to Terminal 5 from the Elizabeth? Uh, I think so it's like 20 minutes. Rotted. And if you get the Express, it's like 15 minutes. I'm never, in my life, I'm telling you this now. If you are a Londoner and you have to go to Heathrow, not Gatwick, I get it. Gatwick Express, I understand. If you oh, get, Gatwick is easier, but I'll get to in a second. If you get the Heathrow Express as a Londoner, you're on our shovel. Well, it depends how much you, you're spending. Nah, fuck off, bro. Get How, how much do you think it is? What, the Gatwick Express? Uh, no, the Heathrow Express, Express yeah. like, maybe 20 quid? It's five pounds. It's not five pounds. It is five pounds. Five if you bought within 90, outside of 90 days, it's five pounds. No one would ever do that. Let's be honest here. We bought Sweden no, last no, no, year. No. Uh, yeah, I get that. I'm not talking about the flight. I'm talking about the transport. Nobody thinks that far ahead to get the trans... You might, but that's not the point. No one rocks up and buys a flight and goes... I'm going to get the Gatwick or, or the, the Heathrow Express. Nobody <laughs> yeah. does that, fam. And you know what the problem with the Heathrow Express is? Everyone else is going to the same destination as you. <laughs> so it's cramped, it's busy, it's slow, and it's subject to delays. I just, you know, it's ironic to... for a one-stop train line. For, the thing is, to get to Gatwick, the normal train from London Bridge is two stops. And by two, I mean one. East Croydon, Gatwick Airport. No special Lander Express. Yeah, but still. I remember when I went to Denmark. This is how I know it's a bump, by the way. I got the plane, I got the plane to Copenhagen from Gatwick. I got to Liverpool Street Station at like maybe 5 in the morning. Because yeah. my flight was at like 7.45. Yeah. And the Heathrow, the, the Gatwick Express was £43. £43? Um, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that is insane. It is, it's a joke, fam. And then, because I had to get, the cheapest flight coming back took me to Luton. Luton. <laughs> Um, they gave you a free bus transfer to Luton Parkway Station. It was £43.50 to get to St. Pang. Luckily, I'd been paid, so I didn't really care, but I was still furious. I would not fly anywhere that isn't London City, Gatwick, or Heathrow. Any of, any of the others are irrelevant to me. I would not even fork out the cash. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because it's just inconvenient at that point. I don't think people realise how expensive... How, not how expensive, how much airlines and airline... Um, subsidiaries try to bump you. 
yeah, get, they, to they get to do. the airport. There's people out there. They want your wallet. Yeah, they, they always do that. That's why I never go to the the further out airports because you're just going to spend half the money in your flight on just getting there alone and back. This is the thing as well. When you're booking budget flights with people like EasyJet or, or, or Ryanair. Budget flights is a scam. You need, no, they're not a scam. They're only a scam if you let them scam you. I went to and from Denmark. It cost me £32 for the whole thing. The flight was calm. I was comfortable. We took off on time. We landed on time. Both ways. People give these companies a bad rep because they like to act like they're better than... than paying that little for airlines but the problem with these airlines is they will constantly assault you yeah with advertisements for upgrades things you don't need golf clubs cars rentals pay for your seat choose your booking fucking fast lane track and the cheaper your flight the harder it is to minimize costs yeah when it comes to things like travel because they don't also the things that you normally get on a normal flight like maybe complimentary food or a hand or hand luggage yeah you won't get on a budget. You may not get it, and you may have to pay extra well, for it. Well, this is the thing. So, on um, on Ryan on on Ryanair, they are very very particular about what they classify as onboard luggage. It's like a super specific. Like they, they they give you this diagram and they tell you will your bag fit. This is when I was bringing the same bag I'm going to bring to Sweden. I was like. Oh, if this bag doesn't fucking fit, am I going to have to pay? And oh, is it in that little in the blue frame? One. Yeah, the blue one. Oh. And then that frame, but then they don't fucking use it. <laughs> I rocked up. I wasn't that pissed. I would have paid if I had to pay because I had the money. But I'm like, I'm in the queue and I'm like, I'm not seeing people's bags being checked. And I think it's just because it's just an inconvenience to the airline. Yeah, it's inconvenience. Like people like Heathrow, Gatwick, Stansted and etc. I'm going to give a fuck about Let's put it on a Easy fucking Easy jet, mate. Well, we flew... To Turkey, no, we did Corinthian Airlines. Corinthian wasn't. We'd, oh, we flew to Croatia with EasyJet the first time, right? No, Croatia was BA. BA, second time we went with EasyJet. I wasn't there. Yeah, it was fine. And the, the seat is just, put the bag under, the sides will fold down. Yeah. Then, and then put your feet to the side. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Fam, when my dad and his, uh, his ex-girlfriend, when they were together, they went to uh, south of France together. Yeah. And he forgot to print his ticket. Do you know what EasyJet did? You paid for it. 50 pounds! <laughs> hey! 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 Yes! Because yeah. <laughs> my dad's not technologically inclined, he didn't know that you could get a PDF copy of your fucking. Born fight. Yeah. So this brother paid 50 pounds for a piece of paper. And I'm like, Dad, you're a fucking idiot. That's evil. EasyJet is just evil. Them budget flights, they'll charge you for a paper boarding pass. Yeah, that's how they make the money. Somebody once said that they make all their money from the subsidiaries, not the actual flights. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. They're budget airline. They're not going to make any money. But this is the thing. They break even like that. But this is the thing. Budget airlines just prove that air travel should not be the prices that they are. Yeah. And if you're stupid enough to pay X amount of money for an overpriced flight, you're a retailer. Like, I understand paying, like, maybe mm, six to seven hundred pounds for there and back to America. I get it. It's a long-haul yeah. flight. You'll never find cheap long-haul flights because that's where they make money. Yeah, yeah, flights. it's long-haul. Do you know what I'm saying? But, but those when, flights inherently come with, like, complimentary stuff as well. Well, yeah, but that's like when we were on... In the, most cases. It's like when we were on the flight to Croatia and the BA staff gave us a fucking bottle of water and a Nutri-Grain bar. I felt like royalty. Yeah, that's what, was like, that's what airlines are normally like. Ryan was so confused. He was like, what the fuck is this? Don't the thing is, this? that's a normal thing. In oh, most of my flights with normal airlines like Finnair or BA, yeah. they always give complimentary stuff. Like, you normally fly flights. business with uh, Finnair, right? Not all the time. Sometimes I do if I feel like people feel bougie. I usually don't. Even if you don't fly business, they still give you complimentary stuff. What do you get? 
Like, if they have, they offer you juice and stuff. Oh, okay. Normal stuff. But if you're on business, they give you a meal. Yeah, well, obviously. If you get, like, a separate cabin. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's corned off, yeah. So, you basically, at the front, you get food, you get, obviously, a hot towel to wipe your face. They treat that royalty, basically. Well, the fuck you should, for the amount of money they pay. How much is it, How much is a business class flight usually? The like? upgrades... I don't remember, because I got it on points. I normally oh. get it on points, so I fly often. Of course. I'm going to get it on points. You get business, the lounge as well, and the lounge is basically... It's like living in another hotel. They yeah. got a shower in there, they got food over there, they got wine. It's fucking, yeah, they got showers in there. It's fucking amazing. That's mad. It's fucking amazing. But um, yeah, about Sweden, I need to check what the train is because well, I presume, it's very easy. Yeah, so I did it six, seven years ago. Yeah, when you were there for the, your, uh, was it your? On Bitcoin money. <laughs> so that's literally what it was. Bitcoin money. I was like, hmm, I, I'm not working because I left my job. I got Bitcoin money. Let's fly somewhere as I just thought, let's go to Sweden. How much money had you had for Bitcoin at the time? I don't want to go into it because you said enough. I had a plenty, I had basically had a lot of money. Bitcoin was paying me more than my job. Oh, really? That's how much money it gave me. That's funny, but still. But the flight in all was maybe 400 for everything included the hotel, flight, travel. That's quite good, man. 400. And it was, yeah, it was good money. Really good money. I knew the suitcase as well. It was surprisingly easy, but I did it through Expedia, so maybe. They did everything for me. Well, the thing with Expedia and other websites like that is that it's in their interests to find you a cheap deal because that gets them business. Yeah, but it wasn't like a low-budget airline. It was with um, Norwegian. Well, Norwegian was. Well, they, they, yeah. Norwegian, so this is the funny thing. I'm glad you mentioned Norwegian because I was about to move on to them, brothers. Norwegian used to do low-cost flights to America to only two places, New York and LA. Yeah. I could, I could fly from Heathrow to New York and back £250. Yeah. They stopped doing it because they started losing money. Because <laughs> everyone was like, oh, is that so? <laughs> yeah. Is like, that so? I'll do that indeed. But uh, it's just fam. But the thing is, like, with air travel, I'm on the fence with it in the sense that, on the one hand, I don't understand why people would spend three to £400 on, like, particular flights. But on the same coin, if I had the money to do so, you bet your fucking bottom dollar I'm going to spend money on comfort. Yeah, of course. If I'm flying eight hours to go to America, at the least I'm booking premium economy. If I can afford it, but it's extremely expensive. Okay, okay, so they want to know if this money legit. Okay, okay, all that desire is still no drip. Oh, that's a shame. Right now I'm going to make my zone we hit the road, see you switching legs. Speaking of actual travel, though, yeah, um, do we even have any ideas about what we want to do in Sweden? Because we're only there for a few days. Well, the person we met in, I mean, we met in Turkey, he said, go to Old Town, it's, it's pretty nice to go yeah. to. So oh, Old Town is just literally below us. It's just like a, Yeah, we're like right next to the Swedish parliament. Yeah, so I'm basically doing a lot of tourist stuff, so we're going to see what's around, go to the museums, maybe talk around, see what's... Yeah, fuck it, I'm down. Get used to the culture. Get some, get some food. Shit like that. Get robbed for food. <laughs> yeah, get robbed for food. Bro, I'll never forget going into that Danish 7-Eleven, a fucking sam- a, a, a cheese and rye sandwich, which admittedly was very nice, and a fucking bottle of chocolate milk. It cost me £7.90. Hey! And I'm like, uh-uh, please. Oh, when I went to Sweden, uh, it was it was a blizzard. Yeah, I remember you had pictures when you were posting it. Yeah. You got, like, the, the McDonald's, and it cost you, like, £14 or something. It was like, 
it was double the price as it was here. Double the price. But obviously, to, to, this is the thing. People forget that it's relative to the country you live in. Like I've said this so many times. When you look at how much a bottle of Coke is in, in uh, Australia, it's three dollars. You think yeah. you think immediately three pounds, but it's not. Three dollars in Australia is about the same as what one eighty five that we pay. One ninety five. Yeah, so right, right, yeah. so obviously, if you're go if you're a tourist going from a wealthy country to another wealthy country, if you go to to Swiss, yeah, to Switzerland. You will get robbed, bro. I used to when back in the day when I was really, really big on playing Overwatch. I had a Swiss friend who said that it was like twenty-five euros for a Big Mac meal. Yeah, good lord. But you gotta remember, in Switzerland, there's like basically no. uh, They have one of the low. I think they've got like ten percent income tax. So people have exponentially more money in general. So it's just crazy. They use like Swiss francs. So I don't really know what the conversion's like, but yeah. But in was it Cyprus? The laws was really cheap, oh, fam. Really cheap. Fam. In, in Turkey, the clocks, the, the the hands of Father Time went backwards into my wallet and said, "Let me give you money." Turkey, yeah. Tur- <laughs> fam, in Turkey, Turkey owes yeah. you money. Yeah, you're owed money in Turkey, my bro. Um, Honestly, uh, Mediterranean, those places, your money will stretch. Except for Croatia. Yeah. So, well, it's that, that's more Eastern Eastern Europe. Is that correct? Southeast, whatever. Balkan is yeah, a, right it's area. a Balkan so, area. It's not fam. Turkey blew me away with how cheap it was. I couldn't believe I walked into that Starbucks and it was like, I think it was two pound ten for like the large coffee I got plus mm-hmm. the like cake. Two pound ten, you are joking. Two pound ten, fam. Now I feel like we're a little bit stressed for time uh, in Amsterdam. How many days are we actually there? Two, two nights. So two nights, so was three that? Days. Three days. Yeah. Yeah, but we don't need that much time in there, to be fair. No, you're right. And you know what? I was thinking about this a number of times. I'm grateful that we're going to two countries in the space of what would be considered one country's worth of a holiday. Yeah. Which is like, what, five days? Five working days. Five yeah. working days. So I, I, I'm probably going to be more open to the idea of going on other quite small, whether it be multi-country or not, yeah. is irrelevant. Because coming back again from Denmark made me realize as a solo traveler, you really need to understand that you don't want to spend too long in a country. Yeah, you a don't. Week, like a week's too long as a solo traveler in a country like Denmark. In in America, different story. That's sweet. I mean, for four days. That was it. Yeah. So, but yeah, we can work it out. Um, obviously, I'll bring my Monzo card. I'll bring my Amex as well, just in case if I can get points. Yeah, if you can spend that money. No, you can. I Good think, luck. I, I don't think people realize how easy it is to use Amex now. The stereotype of Amex being basically nowhere, accepted nowhere, is not a thing anymore. I could use my Amex when I was in Croatia. And I could use my Amex when I was in Turkey. It's fine. It just can't, it charges me like 25p for one transaction. So if I'm buying a lot of things, I'm still only going to get a 25p charge. It's, where, it's when you withdraw money. It's a pound. Yeah, but that's any credit card yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you withdraw money from an ATM, they will punish you. Yeah, it's, it's £1.50 for every £10 withdrawn yeah. equivalent, <laughs> which is a lot of money. But hey, I mean, Hell no. Mm-mm. Hell no. Um, what else has happened recently I need to get into? I don't know, actually. It's been quite a quite. I think it's been a few uneventful uh, month or two. It's been a, oh, but next month is two bank holidays. Wait, all three. It doesn't matter for the me. The king's ring. Oh, to, yeah, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter for me. Oh, yeah, it doesn't matter for you, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. I don't really mind because at the end of the day, I, I, I'm not bothered. I get extra days off. So everyone goes on and complains that, oh, Reese doesn't get the, day, the extra weekend off, but then I get seven weeks off annually. That's literally almost double the standard rate for people. Well, you get time in half, isn't it? Or time, or double time. I get time in lieu. There's no overtime. There's no overtime. I got that with my pre. Well, my previous good job. Mm. 
because whenever I go on site or go across the country to do some works or to an event, I get time over in the... Yeah, see, I, because retail obviously needs to... Retail's always been quite um, cost-conscious. Cost uh, cost-conscious. We don't have overtime pay. There's no time and a half. There's no... Yeah, yeah I remember, yes. Yeah, it's, it's annoying because... It's annoying, but it doesn't bother me, personally. Because the thing is, I think, again, because I'm in a circumstance where all my money is my own money, I'm not paying anyone else, I'm not paying child support, I'm not paying someone extra money. Glory to God. Yeah, glory yeah. to God, amen. <laughs> um, I don't worry about if I'm being paid enough. Because the, the question of are you being paid enough is a stupid question because most people would always just say no. In my circumstance, the wage I get is very generous in, for what I do. Oh, I yeah, 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 yeah. I pay 500 a month in rent and I pay my bills quarterly. I have enough time to put money away in the preceding months to make amends for the extra cost that those months bring. Yeah. I don't pay water. I don't pay council tax because my, 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 my landlord manages that. Yeah. And I don't pay my Virgin Media internet because my landlord pays for it. Do you know how many landlords will make you pay for everything? <laughs> yeah. He pays for gardeners to come and clean and mow the front and the back lawn. He gets he has a private uh, maid who comes and cleans the house every two weeks, even though we look after our own area. We have a window cleaner. We have a per- we have a personal plumber and a personal electrician if things go wrong. Yeah. And I live in a nice area at the top of a fucking hill. With a group of people who live such diverse lives that you hardly ever wonder how many people even live here. So, I'm not trying to a benefit because I'm, I like my own place, my own space. No, I do like my own space, but what I'm suggesting to you is that the fact that people here live such diverse lifestyles, it can be easy to be on your own. Oh, well, okay, Just yeah. by virtue of nobody else fucking being. I would love, if, if, if somebody offered me a job where I could live by myself, you bet your ass I'd take it. I'm not sick of this living arrangement, but I would prefer to be ultimately by myself. Yeah, I'm saving for a mortgage. Well, yeah. I'm ahead on saving. I'm well ahead of my saving right now. Mm. Like this year, I'm forecast- I forecasted to save Please, Conroy. It's, I'm ahead so far, so things are, things are pretty good. And the commission, that commission smells, it smells amazing. Does your commission go straight into your mortgage? You could say that. I know that you put, you seem to, based on the pictures I've seen, you put 200 flat every time away. Somewhere. That's my ISO. Oh, my ISO's okay. different. Oh, my ISO's is another 500, 5,000. Oh. I'm talking about my savings only. My ISO is automatic. Because it's stupid because it's taking April 200 months. Really? I want, I've got the money for more, but it's say only 200, you put anything more, you put it back into your accounts. It's, it's because they're capped at how much they give back to you, right? Well, there's it's, interest on it's higher. Well, because I just recently opened a lifetime ISO. Okay. So... I'll, I can get up to four grand a year annually, up to 50 grand total from a government uh, to put money away for a, uh, a mortgage. It's basically just the, a rehashing of the help to buy ISA. Yeah, but slightly different. Slightly different. I mean, I, I can't use it for anything else. If I take the money out to put it on anything other than a, uh, a deposit on a first-time mortgage, I get like a penalty or something, obviously. So the thing that's annoying is that you can only use it on new builds, and new builds can be faulty. Yeah, but, but it's kind of... No, but people like to say things like that, and as much as I probably agree, I'm ignorant enough that it probably isn't that deep. I don't know, to be fair, but if there's a place that's not new, a place that's new, and a place that's not new, has been there for a while, and it's known to be reliable, and the oh, new yeah. place is... Yeah, I take it. You're flipping the coin, I've got a reliable option. But you can't use that start on a place that's not new building. I sometimes think to myself, I think one of my big questions is, would I prefer to buy a house or a flat? Because I'd I, get a flat. Planning for the future. 
if I get a flat and then I meet someone and we have kids, space becomes a problem. Yeah, but then you can move because you still have like lots of value in the place already. So the but value in London is going to be different to if you're moving out of London. That's true. So that money will still help you a lot if you're moving. Yeah, that's true. But for me, I'd definitely say in London, so I'm getting a flat because London's where my work is. Do you have an idea of where you'd like to live? Near your brother? Or have you not really thought that? I haven't thought that through. I've, I've, I've done searches on different prices in different areas. So mm-hmm. Beckton's one, Woolwich's one, Broccoli's one, mm-hmm. West London's one. A bunch of different places got an average prices. One bedroom flats are around 200k. Where? Bit, well, in, 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 on average, there's an average. I've got, I, can, I can show you the spreadsheet after, but... Uh, yeah, I'd be interested to One see bed that. and studios are between 200 and 100k, some 250. And two beds are 350 plus. At the... At the... Crazy. At least. Mm-hmm. They're expensive, yeah. Very. So if I wanted to get two bed, I'd be saving for a lot much longer time because. But why would you realistically get a, a two bed? Because unless you future planning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Unless you're going to convert one of those bedrooms into a home office, which I presume you would. Um, I mean, let me just look for example. Let me do Beckton. One bed, obviously, or studio. Prefer a one bed. I don't really rate studios. Yeah, I don't really want to share kitchen and my living room. No, no, definitely not. Unless it was two bedrooms, and then maybe I could concede. But, yeah. mm. I mean, yeah, you, you see one of these come up, like a one-bed apartment for 170 grand, but obviously it's just, there are two pictures. The outside <laughs> and the entrance to the oh, yeah. flats. Those are cash buyers only, it says. Yeah, yeah, smells like poo. Smells like poo. I think another thing, right, that a lot of Londoners get hung up on is they expect a really bougie-looking apartment for the money they've got. That's a 250 grand apartment, yeah? Yeah. To me... That looks calm. Is that a one bed? Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the that's the higher end of one beds. That's calm, fam. I'd take that in a heartbeat. North Woolwich. But the thing is, in London, you need to earn a certain amount for that to be viable because yeah, well, yeah, the, the prices are up. But the thing is, to get a mortgage, it's going to be a lot better than renting. Because to rent, you're probably spending is, yeah, over a thousand a month. Yeah, but, but it's, on, it's only worthwhile. But it t- it's worthwhile, but it takes considerably longer. And it's long enough that people may not consider it. Like, yeah, obviously getting a mortgage is cheaper because the more money you put down, the less you pay back as a monthly rebate, yeah. a monthly mortgage. But most people are not going to be in a position to save that much money that it would outweigh the cost of renting. But how much do you think renting is to get, to get the same kind of place? That place would probably go for a minimum 1400 a month. It's London. You have to remember, in North yeah, Woolwich exactly. is, North Woolwich is a gentrified area. So people who move to North Woolwich, if you're lucky, by the way, yeah. if you're lucky, I said minimum. Yeah, it's going to be too. too I once saw a, I once saw a new build right down the road from Brandon's. It was a top floor, one bedroom apartment, one thousand per month. It went quick. Yeah, quickly. And you think that's cheap now? Before that would be expensive. I remember I was looking at flats, maybe twenty fourteen around that. Yeah. When there was stuff going on at home, yeah. and I'm just looking renting a one bed was like maybe 100 tops. Oh, when that. I was in Cardiff, yeah. do you know how much a one bedroom flat? A one bedroom flat, not a shared accommodation, not like anything like that. It was six fifty for a flat. Yeah. But obviously that looks cheap to us because of the wage that we earn. If I then moved to Cardiff, my wage would decrease to the point that that six fifty would be equivalent to me paying something expensive here. Yeah. Well, unless. You work in or a job where you can work anywhere. Because for mine, like I see, I could live anywhere, which is a benefit. But also, I like London, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of have, I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think car. Wait, cars. I can't. Amir works in engineering, mm-hmm. so I don't think he can move. He, he can't move that far. He wouldn't move anywhere because he's tied down. 
Yeah, but he hasn't moved out yet, so if he was, if he was to move out, he can't move that far out of the M25, I believe. Even if he does drive, I believe they'll get taxed after a while. Probably. But yeah. for my job, I can literally just stay put. Yeah. I don't go anywhere unless there's a meeting or something important. But I'm not, I don't leave my room. Would you move countries if your job offered it to you? Depends what country it is. Well, where wouldn't you go? I wouldn't go too far from home. So, so Europe, anywhere in Europe is fine. Yeah. Within reason, if it's uh, I hate black people kind of country, then I might, I might, I might, I might, I might really say chill. I'll be like, oh, you are going to Belgrade. Funny enough, I think my company has a division. Serbia. No, I was going to say Ukraine, but it's not Ukraine. It fucking isn't there. It's anymore. not Ukraine. It's um, not there anymore, fam. In Poland, that's where they got a division in Poland. Poland. They got a division in Poland, one in I believe Bangalore in India, or somewhere. I think it's Hyderabad. <laughs> So do you speak to them often where they're like, can I have your agent ID number? What is your <laughs> name? Have you connected to the server? Fuck, you know, I hate calling out IT team. They are terrible. They are not an IT company, fam. That's some brother. They're outsourced. It is some brother in Bangalore, <laughs> India, in his apartment. You can hear the chickens clucking and he's asking me shit like, can I have the serial number of your desktop desktop computer? Yeah. And then he's like, the USB hub, have you turned the USB hub off and on? If not, can I get the serial number? Funny thing about that is that my voice in IT, people are happy to hear English voices. That's how bad it's gotten. Yeah, I know. Like, when they hear my voice, it's like, oh, it's, it's not an Indian person. It's like, and then they're happy to hear my voice. So I imagine when they hear just Harry, well, Hangi, Harry, ha, Harry, Harry Patar, Harry Patar, <laughs> in, in Bangalore, they're going to lose their shit. So like, I, don't, I want to speak to English person. Please, my, our, our, our IT doesn't do that. They just tell them, my name's Anita. My name is like... Dick shit. They say their names because they, they don't say Greg Thomas. His <laughs> name is Andrew. My name is Andrew Thomas. How can I help it? Like, no, you fucking... No, your name is not Andrew Thomas. Your name is Andreet. <laughs> and secondly, listen, if you're about to tell me, can you give me the serial ID number of your desktop computer? I'm going to hang desktop. up on you. Desktop. <laughs> desktop. Your desktop computer. I hate it. <laughs> I actually hate RIT. Hey bastard, what are you doing? Calling the police. Why are you calling the police? Hello? Police, please. This bastard, one bastard. Are you mad or mental? Why are you taking the photo, bastard? Because you're afraid. Why? Bastard. Hey, mental bastard. You see this? Never come. Wait, 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 wait. They're annoying things. You're telling them the whole problem. You're telling them something like, ah, um, our intranet is down, so we can't access any store yeah. line, like pages or anything. And they'll let me talk and talk and talk. And then they'll say, can you send me a picture of the error message? And I'm like, bro. <laughs> and it's just your basic something like cannot connect to the DNS or whatever. Yeah. And I say, you send me a picture. And I'm like, why? It wouldn't I... surprise me if you were forced to ask for evidence. Yeah, no, one of the jobs probably, I left... Yeah, they're probably asked to justify why they're raising a ticket. Because in one of the jobs I left... They said, oh, when you're doing this, you must collect evidence while you're doing this because apparently they're beef with a customer that thought you were lying. So it's like, oh. so now not only do you have to fix one thing yeah. and I have to have my eye on the phone because if that phone rings, I have to leave this person to just that person. And while I'm working with two people, I need to get screenshots and put it in the, the locket file to say, this is happening. It's just, it, I left the job for so many reasons, but yeah, it gets that, really, really fucking stupid. So what's your actual job role now? What do you actually do on a daily basis? Who? It's, it's I thought you did cyber security. So you do. Cyber. I was studying for that, but I didn't actually get into it. Yes and no. That's why I wondered why you got commission. I was so uh, that makes so much sense now. Why, I said I was doing long time. 
no, no, definitely. I didn't. I, I don't remember Bro, ever saying I was doing cybersecurity. Everyone in this group thinks you work in IT. That's not a fucking IT job. Okay, it is an IT job. It's a job. It's a bit of both. It's after I still, sales. Yeah, but the technical knowledge is still needed to get the job done. Technical knowledge to do what? Fix to it. know how things work and how things can get connected. I can't just say buy this and go. Bro, you said your job is to fix up a contract and make it look neat and tidy and nice and then send it off. That's half the job, yeah. So what I can't make a contract on things I don't know about. So I never do a presentation to say... Are you talking about a written contract where a client says, yes, I agree to buy this at this price at this fixed amount? Yes. Fixed and TNM. Right, whatever. But, Time materials. Right. So if that's half of your job, why would the client be interested in your IT knowledge to fix to get a contract ready? If they want to buy something, why the fuck do they want to... It's only a proposal, and I need to prove that things work in the way they do. I need to know that technologists say, this is how this works, this is how it's connected, this is how these things link to A, B, C, D. This is what we need. This is to justify the price that we're giving you. And so on. So we need to know what we're talking about. We can't just sell things we don't know what we're talking so about. So you're a salesman, except they just grill you. You're a salesman that's expected to know what he's selling. So you're doing sales, bro. It's not directly sales, though. It sounds, as a man who's It worked, sounds like sales, but it's not sales. Bro, as a man who's worked in sales his whole life in some way or the other, you're doing sales. Don't get me wrong, sales is a big part of it, but it's not sales in the way That's why I was so confused to see that you were But I, I never said cybersecurity. I was learning cybersecurity. I wanted to get into it, well, but to, I couldn't. To be fair... When you used to work in IT anyway, while studying for cybersecurity, and yeah. when you started doing your job, I just assumed it was cybersecurity because you're being paid like, and I'm like, that sounds like a cybersecurity entry job. No, no, no. Just... Why do I keep linking you cybersecurity jobs? Man, I said I wasn't. Bro, I'll tell you this for a certainty. The fact that you always say that you've said these things, but no one ever seems to remember you saying them, we can't all be wrong. I know I've said it. I didn't go on about it. You've said it maybe once in passing. It can't be that deep, because with all due respect, bro... But it's not a secret. I haven't kept it a secret I'm not saying you've kept it a secret. I'm not not accusing you... I'm just not telling people think I did cybersecurity. I'm not accusing you because you were studying cybersecurity, and it's not an unreasonable assumption to make that if you then leave and graduate... And then you go into an IT job. It's it's not unlikely that your your new uh, graduate degree would be like, hey, yeah, this will help me get cybersecurity. Right? But I stopped studying for that like over a calendar year ago. Yeah. That's when I got the last certification for it. That's yeah, not that long ago. But I got a job that was not cybersecurity after I got that certification. Like a good three months. This is genuinely news to me. Like I'm not even trying to be a clown. I actually had no idea that you did like IT sales. I was convinced that you just did cybersecurity. No, no, no. Like even again, in, hence in the... why I kept. Because my my I always thought that you did cybersecurity. You I, my understanding was this, and obviously I'm wrong, but you were doing first line, second line support IT yeah. jobs whilst you were studying for cybersecurity. So you were getting knowledge in IT anyway. Yeah. And your your goal was to jump into a part of IT that's extremely niche but very well paid. Yeah. So then when you said that you left your IT job after you graduated, not that they're linked. That's not the point. And then you got like a job paying you. Remember when we went for that walk around like Canary yeah. Wharf and you were like, we were outside that shop drinking yeah. and you were like, oh yeah, my job's paying me like 45 grand a year because you were joking saying you earn more than a mere and it would piss a mere off. I'm like, we well, must be doing like an entry level cybersecurity. But that's what, yeah, that, yeah, I remember that job. That was when I was interviewing for it. Because cybersecurity jobs are not, you have to have a degree to do them and they're paid. It's gate kept very well. Yeah, of course it is. If you're being paid 45 fucking grand. That's part of the reason I stopped looking. <laughs> that's why I got my, my job oh. last year. Because it's so well get kept, you can't get a job. I mean, I know you keep to yourself and all that, so I'm not suggesting. I didn't keep that one a secret, though. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm not saying that you kept it a secret. I'm just saying, as the kind of person that you are, where you're not really vocal about developments in your life, 
I just presumed that you were doing just a basic entry-level cybersecurity job, which is why I keep linking you high-paying cybersecurity jobs, because all these years I just assumed you were doing a cybersecurity role. No. Like, even in the last month, I'm just doing... I'm studying, I'm studying technical certification in cloud, cloud technologies. That's what I've been doing for the last two months now. So why have you swapped from cybersecurity to cloud story, uh, cloud technology? Because that's where all the big money is. And that's, so, so and that's what I've been working with as well. It's not dissimilar to what I've been doing already, but it's more I'm more focusing on it. Because... The certification I did last month, I could have done it two years ago. I basically already knew about this, just didn't know what it was about. Oh, okay. So cybersecurity, I have a knowledge for it, so I don't need to study anymore unless I want to be in the role. Well, yeah, this is true. No, but cloud technology is, is another big part of my job because everyone's migrating from cloud to on-premise, on-premise to cloud, they need to know how to migrate things, and how they work. I've been dealing with AWS for a long time now, so I know a lot about the cloud already. I'm just focusing on it now. I'm just yeah, I'm on web services or something. Yeah, I'm on web services. I've worked and account for it already. So I can make S3 buckets and deploy things around. And I've got an Azure account as well that I can even send up to maybe 5 terabyte files hmm. around. And I can, I can even try to have to do this pretty cool. I'd like to get into IT. I just don't know where I'd start. I was literally having this conversation with Brandon. Get an apprenticeship. Ryan and an apprenticeship for what? Then I yeah. That's how I got in. Yeah. That's the easiest way to get in. Unless you know someone who's high up in IT that can get you a role, then good luck. Just get an apprenticeship. Because you've got your experience, you can pretty much do anything you want. Yeah, but once you have an apprenticeship, what, what are the average, like, what's the entry role? First line support, right? First line support is always the like first line support. On an apprenticeship? No, no, I don't no, know, no. actually. These days it'll be more, but when I was working, I wasn't getting, I was getting pennies. Yeah, well, this is the thing. I can't really afford to change jobs either because of my, live, my living circumstances. I couldn't afford a pay cut. I just couldn't. It's just a simple fact. Yeah, you're kind of in a situation, in a racial situation. Because yeah. you're going to start off low Which anyway. is why I was really, really gutted when I didn't get the, uh, what's the word? Get a job for the thing you applied for. TFL. TFL, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I can reapply six months after I fail. So I failed in February. So I've got a couple of months ahead of me to do it. But I'll just keep looking like a hawk and I'll try again. Yeah, try it. Thirty grand to sit around and tell people where the fucking train is is a joke. Yeah, but for cybersecurity, I got an offer that was much as smart as going already. So I thought, fuck no, because the knowledge they were asking for and the amount they were paying for a junior person was a joke. How much were they paying? It was like twenty-two k. Ah. So I was like, yeah. Cybersecurity role. I was like, yeah, you know what? I suppose I want to do cybersecurity and it was remote. I like money. Were they a startup or something? That's no, they didn't want to start. They were just taking the piss. Because at the moment, I was on that 32 at a time. And it was like, no, 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 you're 20. I was like, fuck off. That's fucked up. I'm just like, I'm going to respect myself and what I know. I'm not going to do this. I think that's the thing as well. I think these recruitment agencies are used to people just not knowing anything. It was an agency. It was direct to the company. Even, it was direct. More, even more to my point then, these businesses just assume that people don't know any better or they're willing to disrespect themselves. Well, the market can, to get in is so high that people who know a lot are getting underpaid anyway, unless you're already in that space. Yeah, unless you were there before they started cutting your fucking throat in the contract you'd ever... That's retarded, bro. It's very retarded, but yeah, this month, well, May, we've got Sweden coming up and Amsterdam. I, didn't, I thought Brandon was going to be further, by the way. I didn't know it was going to be that close to us when he said in the chat. I didn't know either. Because I thought it was going to be it's further. because his friend is coming down to meet him. Ah. Okay, it's more reasonable then, it's more reasonable. So if it's only a 15 minute bus journey, then it's not as bad as I was originally planned to believe. Yeah, it's really not that bad. Yeah, we'll, we'll do an emergency meeting. All right, anything you want to say before we sign off? Uh, no, we're good, man. It was a good, cool, good chat, easy clap. See you later. See you later, guys. Uh,